Trapcast Express. Trapcast Express. It's Monday, July 17th, 2017. Listen closely. Did you hear it? Listen again. The silence. Everyone in the Vatican is on summer break, and that means Francis isn't preaching. Woohoo! So we get a little bit of a much-needed break from the daily barrage of Bergoglian attacks on the Catholic faith, but only until early September, so enjoy it while it lasts. That is not to say, though, that there isn't anything going on. Oh, on the contrary, there's plenty. I can't go over every big news story that broke last week, but let me mention just a few things very quickly. In an interview published in the Italian Il Mattino, the Italian atheist philosopher and politician Marcello Pera has publicly slammed Francis, quote, This is a pope who, from the very day of his election, just does politics. He looks for easy applause playing the part at times of secretary general of the UN, at times of head of government, at times as a union leader. Bergoglio is little or not at all interested in Christianity as doctrine in the theological aspect. And this is a novelty, without a doubt. This pope has taken hold of Christianity and has turned it into politics. His affirmations are apparently based in scripture, but in reality are strongly secularist. Bergoglio is not concerned with the salvation of souls, but only with social welfare and security." Unquote. Bam! Folks, at this point, the apostasy of Francis is so bad and so obvious that even an atheist can see it. Now, those are tough times for Tim Haynes, Jimmy Aiken, Tim Staples, and the other Novos Ordo apologists. Uh, then Francis has posted a no-complaining sign on the door of his room at the Casa Santa Marta, the Vatican guest house where he resides. With all the maturity of a modern-day teenager, and my apologies here to modern-day teenagers, the chief complainer of Vatican City is now complaining about too much complaining. Truth is stranger than fiction, people. You just can't make this stuff up. But clearly the best news story of the whole week came on Saturday at the funeral of Cardinal Joachim Meisner in Cologne. Benedict XVI's private secretary, Georg Genswein, read a message from the Pope Emeritus in which he, Ratzinger, honors Meisner as a man who refused to give in to the spirit of the age and trusted in the Lord even when things are so bad that the church is on the verge of capsizing. It didn't take much reading between the lines to figure out that Ratzinger was taking a stab at his successor here, Pope Francis. And that's exactly how countless news sites and blogs are reporting this. But here's the rub. Benedict XVI, Joseph Ratzinger, better not be talking. Because, let me say this loud and clear, few people in the world bear more personal responsibility for the theological, moral, liturgical, and pastoral chaos in the Vatican II sect than Joseph Ratzinger. It's an old trick. Lament the very problems you yourself are responsible for creating or aggravating. Governments love to use it. It evokes compassion and makes you look like a hero. It works every time it's tried because people have a very short memory. 
Folks, don't be taken in by Benedict's crocodile tears. Back in 1985, a mere 20 years after the close of the council, he was already making headlines claiming we needed to rediscover the true Vatican II, and he warned against degrading the liturgy to the level of a parish tea party and the intelligibility of the popular newspaper. You can read about that in The Ratzinger Report, published by Ignatius Press in 1985. That was 32 years ago. Now, let's have a quick look at Ratzinger's influence in and on the Novus Ordo sect. In a nutshell, Ratzinger helped draft the documents of Vatican II and helped steer the council in a particular direction. He taught theology to seminarians and university students. He wrote countless articles and books about Vatican II and its theology. And as prefect of the Novus Ordo Holy Office, he spent over 23 years overseeing so-called Catholic theology throughout the entire Vatican II Church. Theological milestones such as the 1983 Code of Canon Law, the 1992 Catechism, the 1993 Directory for the Application of Principles and Norms on Ecumenism, the 1993 Balaman Declaration, the 1999 Lutheran Catholic Accord on Justification, and the 2000 Dominus Jesus Declaration were all issued under Ratzinger's watch. And then, for nearly eight years, as Novus Ordo Antipope, he had the opportunity and power to do whatever he deemed necessary to clean up what needed cleaning up. Instead, he had Hans Kung over for coffee, he went to synagogues and mosques, paid his obeisance to the Jews at the Wailing Wall, continued the blasphemous Assisi prayer meetings introduced by John Paul II, and appointed cardinals like Donald Wuerl, Reinhard Marx, Reiner Wolke, Kurt Koch, Louis Tegel, Gianfranco Ravasi, and Francesco Coco Palmerio. Is the Novus Ordo sect capsizing? You bet it is, but not despite Joseph Ratzinger, but in large part because of him. Tradcast Express is a production of Novus Ordo Watch. Check us out at tradcast.org, and if you like what we're doing, please consider making a tax-deductible contribution at novusordowatch.org. Donate.